Hey everybody, I'm Joseph. And I'm Rob. Welcome to an unusual, action-packed, chock-block full of talk about music and listening to music episode <laughs> unlike anything that we've quite ever done before. Um, this is an overview of the punk and uh, new wave albums released in 1978, that's like over 70 albums. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot to talk about. Um, but before we do anything, we always like to kick things off with a little bit of music. So Rob, let's do that. What, yeah. what should we? Uh, what should we kick things off with? Well, I think to uh, start the occasion to kick off this episode, we're going to listen to the Police with Hole in My Life. Now, Rob, you noticed we we just jumped in. We we didn't even have the the little sound collage at the intro like we normally do. We didn't. We're not doing the disclaimer. We're we're forgoing all of that because mm -hmm. um, 1978 had 70 over 70 punk and new wave albums. Now we are. <laughs> We, we are going to literally mention all of them, but oh, we're wow. really going to foc focus on um, the w the ones that we think are really have a chance of making somebody's yeah. best of list for 1978, <laughs> which is basically two minutes an album. So yeah. I've got my little timer here, and um, when we start talking about the album, I'm just going to hit hit start, and when it hits two minutes... Timer goes off and we move on to the next one. That's the only way that we're going to be able to power through all of this. How, yeah, how, how does music. that sound? <laughs> That's a lot of music, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of cool. You know, we go through these albums uh, every episode. This is the episode we're basically covering all of them. So it'll be kind of cool to revisit. I guess we should just jump into it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm setting my timer. Let's talk about... Um, <laughs> The album uh, that included the song that we just heard, A Hole in My Life by The Police. This was their debut album called uh, Out, Outlandas de Amor. Very good. Or something very close to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty famous album. The hits off of this were Roxanne, Can't Stand Losing You, and So Lonely. Mm -hmm. We have heard two songs off of this uh, already. Um, your pick, which I'm really going to fumble with the pronunciation of, Ma Masoko Tanga. Mm -hmm. Good job. Does yeah. that sound about right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then uh, Truth Hits Everyone. Um, excuse me, Truth Hits Everybody. Yeah. Um, and so what we're doing is for each of these albums, if we haven't 
heard at least three songs, then we will uh, play another song here, just like we did with Hole, Hole in My Life. Um, this album gets a fair amount of accolades. It is uh, Rolling Stone's number 388th greatest... Oh, excuse me, Roxanne is uh, Rolling Stone's 388th greatest song of all time. This album is gotcha. Rolling Stone's number 428th greatest album of all time. The second album we are going to... oh. One quick little thing. I originally thought that it w we would just go alphabetically through these, but then mm -hmm. when I figured out which albums needed, um, you know, to feature a song, for for whatever reason, all of the songs were like coming. It would come in in the second half of this episode. <laughs> of course. So it is in alphabetical order, except for the bands that that we feature a song those are kind of sprinkled like evenly uh, uh. through it so the police were at the top but now we're starting at the a's um it's a system i'm not saying it's a great system but <laughs> it's a system okay so um that means that we get to talk about the adverts debut album crossing the red sea with the adverts um their most famous song uh, is a song off of this album called Gary Gilmore's Eyes. In mm -hmm. the past, we have heard that song. We have also heard uh, One Chord Wonder and Drowning Man. Uh, we heard Gary Gilmore's Eyes because the adverts were, I think, at the bottom of my top 10 all-time yeah. favorite punk yeah. bands. That's right. Uh, they won't. They won't be making it on the revised uh, list. You know, whenever I get there, they'll they'll drop off. But still, this is a pretty pretty great album. Um, Mojo Magazine thinks that this is the seventeenth greatest punk album of all time. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's talk now about Blondie's Parallel Lines. This, of course, is a monster album had um, a, a number of hits, Hanging on the Telephone, Heart of Glass, Sunday Girl, and One Way or Another. It was the, um, the first new wave album to, hit, to uh, hit the top 10 here in the United States. Um, and we have heard a number of songs off of this album. Um, <laughs> Just Go Away, Sunday's Girl, I Know But I Don't Know, and Will Anything Happen? Uh, this is Rolling Stone's number uh, 140th greatest album of all time, NME's 18th greatest album of all time, Blender's number seven greatest American album, Pitchfork's uh, number 76 best of the 70s album. So a lot of love for this album. Um, just, I would say probably the most famous album that we're going to be talking about today, right? Um, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe. At least, uh, I think that might be the case in this list. I gotta say, I have a lot of love for this album, too. I'm a, I'm mm -hmm. a big Blondie fan anyway, but, uh, yeah. I yeah. don't know. This one, yeah, you are. it may actually make my list. We'll see what happens. 
Well, this is by far my favorite Blondie album, but mm-hmm. I'm just, as you know, as we've discussed many, many yeah. times, just I can't get on board. I'll take a <laughs> Blondie's greatest hits, and I'm a happy camper. Well, you um, practically have it with this album. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you've got about half of the greatest hits album right there. Yeah. Moving on to Kraftwerk's album, um, The Man Machine, uh, the most famous song off of this album is The Model, which we have heard in the mm-hmm. past. Um and we get to hear another song off this album since we've only heard one. Um, so let's pause here for a second and take um, a little bit of a listen to the song that kicks off the album called The Robots. You're charging our victory And now we're full of energy We are the robots interested in craft word too um the robots is a cool song but i I don't i have to say i don't care about the whole album so much but i'm really interested to see what they you know they're they're new to me pretty much so i'm I'm interested in seeing what they do yeah well it's gonna be it's gonna be a long rough road for me um with craft work as far as like getting on board with loving their music i've always appreciated the impact that they have and i'm excited about learning more about them uh-huh. uh you know who really doesn't care for craft work or care? at least the song <laughs> the the robot my cat the, the, <laughs> the kitten she you know she was like all afternoon she was just chilling out while while I was playing oh um uh public image limited and the ramones and all of that but she jumped she leaped in the air when I started the robots <laughs> and she just was freaked out the whole time so not a, not a big craft work fan <laughs> my cat now don't i encourage everybody out there don't be influenced by the musical taste of my cat. It just doesn't sound like a good strategy for for cultivating a best of list. You know, I got to say, she's no pitchfork, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Buzzcocks, they're, uh, they released two albums uh, this year. But we're going to focus on their debut, Another Music in a Different Kitchen. Uh, This is, I think both of us prefer this um, to their second album, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a great album. Yeah. Yeah, me me too. I I, um, anticipate, my prediction is it's going to show up 
on your list, my list, and the final list. Yeah. I, I think it's a bit of a shoe in. Yeah. We have heard um, moving away from the pulse beat, autonomy, fast cars, and I need. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just the Buzzcocks, they, they have such a wonderful sound. Um, and as we've mentioned many times before, really consistent um, before their initial breakup. Um, but this is this album, I think, is just a little bit better than their other albums. Yeah, you know, it just it just feels real clean. Like um, it just fits together. I don't know know exactly the phrase, but I think it mm-hmm. it gels. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole album just gels. Um, you know, it's all, the music's good. The vocals are good. It, it's a great album. I can't the Cars released their debut album in 1978, uh, an album called The Cars. Uh, lots of uh, famous songs off of this album, the, the most popular being Just What I Needed, My Best Friend's Girl, and Good Times Roll. We have heard I'm in touch with your world, just what I needed, and moving in stereo. Um, this was actually the first album or the first new wave band to get songs on American radio um, into the top 40, um, but didn't perform nearly as well as Blondie's um parallel lines um rolling stone magazine considers this the 284th greatest album of all time this is another one i I would be shocked if it doesn't like sweep your list my list and the final list well the the cars is first of all my favorite cars album um, and second of all, I mean, they're just so I can't iconic that you can't leave them off of a list, you know? So if any album to me is, is going to, sh- going to kind of show, it's going to be the cars. I still don't have a real good sense about, um, how they're seen outside of Canada and the United States. Um, I, I know they, they were always the most popular here, uh, but I don't. And, you know, per- particularly once um, Heartbeat City came out, uh, they yeah. were kind of like universally known. But I-, I don't have a good sense of how well they've held up in the rest of rest of the world. Mm-hmm. The you know, it's funny because um, I've been I've been complaining quite a bit about how the police are overplayed <laughs> on the radio here yeah, to yeah, this right. day. Still. But mm-hmm. since then, I've been noticing, I think the cars are played just as much as the police, but it never bothers me. Same here. So, yeah, so for did. the cars, they just feel timeless to me, whereas the police kind of sound overplayed. Yeah. So that's totally a subjective thing, but... Still trying to get down the system a little bit better. Okay. It's, it's a fun um, kind of episode, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, are, we, are, we are on time, at least, as sort of clumsy and awkward as it is. We are, we are hitting our, our markers, so hooray for us. Uh, Patti Smith Group releases their third album called Easter uh, because the night uh, was a 
pretty big hit for Patti Smith. Um, we have heard one song off this album so far, Space Monkey, which I think is was both of ours our favorite song off the album, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's a great song. Uh, but that means we get to listen to um, another song off of this album. So I picked Ghost Dance. It's kind of a cool, uh, it's got a cool little vibe to it. What is it, children? probably say the opposite but it's just got the punk vibe down i think she she nailed it and she's kind of the punk poet laureate to me i i love her stuff so i'll listen to her albums any day but uh this album might actually make my my top 10 anyway really okay all right well it's it's she's not really my cup of tea but Mm -hmm. um there i would be shocked if she doesn't appear on any other lists you know yeah. from from our audience there there are definitely a lot of of hardcore patty smith devotees out there yeah. um so it's definitely worth um uh, uh talking about um as far as a a best of possibility speaking of sort of like you can't not talk about um, The Clash's second album, Give Him Enough Rope. Uh, the biggest hit off this was Tommy Gun. We've heard a number of songs yeah. so far from this album. We've heard Safe European Home, Julie's Been Working for the Drug Squad, and Stay Free. This is NME's 87th greatest album of all time, which is surprising. Uh, really surprising to me um sound magazine's best album of 1978 and it makes an appearance on q's list of best punk albums it it really feels like there's a lot of good stuff at the beginning of this list um but i'm pretty sure that it's all good stuff so it's gonna be weird Yeah. (laughs) yeah i i I think the the both of us are pretty cool on on this particular Clash album, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as I mentioned before, it seems it seems uh, a little unfortunate that is kind of wedged in between between two just mammoth, monumental yeah. Clash albums, and often gets overlooked. Uh, so I was really excited to, when when we revisited it. But um, I just kind of eh about it. It's nice. Yeah. It's good. I like um, it. Don't love it. I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, I I have got, gotten to I've grown to like it a little more. Can't say that it'll make my top ten, but uh, mm-hmm. 
but the it's the clash i mean they're they're amazing yeah yeah well moving from one iconic uh band to another devo releases their debut album q are we not men a we are devo um the uh biggest well it it wasn't a hit really in any sense of the word but um the most famous song off of this album is uncontrollable uncontrollable urge which we have listened to we have also heard gut feeling and comeback johnny so this is rolling stones 252nd greatest album of all time and um, it is included on Spin's uh, 50 Essential Punk Albums list. And on Pitchfork's um, Top Albums of the 70s. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, the, the highs on this album are really high, but there, there's some stuff that, there, there are some cuts that are that are tough for me to yeah. get through, yeah. um, and uh, you know, f- for for last year for seventy uh, seven, there was there were quite a few albums on my top ten list that were kind of brilliant but flawed, but this year so many great albums that brilliant but flawed are, are not going to make my list. Yeah. Um, so sad to, sad to say Devo uh, might not make mine either. Well, I'm pretty sure they're not going to make my list. Um, yeah. I like Devo a lot. I grew up listening to them, but uh, to me, this is one of the weaker albums. Of of theirs. Of theirs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we are definitely, when we listen to this album for the first time, you know, in the chronological order um as far as what else is being released at this time they are absolute pioneers they are mm-hmm. that's true they are showing us stuff we haven't seen before so to speak yeah uh so super important album uh really uneven in in my estimation yeah uh, a little bit more of the same goes for Per Ubu. Now they they release two albums in 1978. Their debut album, which is uh, the album that I prefer of the two, is called The Modern Dance. We have heard uh, the title track off of that and um, the song Over My Head. And Fact Magazine... Have you ever heard of Fact Magazine? I've never heard of Fact Magazine. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. But, uh, you know, I was frantically looking for some sort of a list that this album popped up yeah. on. And Fact Magazine calls it the 31st best album of the 70s. So, so it must be true. It's a fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since, since we have only heard two songs off of this album, let's take a listen to uh, the lead-off cut. A song called Non-Alignment Pact. Alice and Father, and you know, 
It is really good, but there's something about that intro that just gets to me. There's this keening that goes on, and I, I yeah. can't, you know, I just have to jump ahead. I just can't. My ears are going to bleed. Um, yeah, yeah. That's not saying that Perry was not good. I think they're pretty, pretty damn good. But yeah, what a weird, what a weird choice, you know, <laughs> for for well, them. It's, I mean, a, what, it, it's a super catchy song. One of many very weird but super catchy songs off of this album, which um, is part of the reason why I gravitated, yeah. gravitate to it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's got some yeah. funky bass in there, too. Yep, yep. Big, big fan of this album. Yeah. Elvis Costello uh, hooks up with The Attractions and releases his second album, a song called This Year's Model. A uh, number of hits off of this, uh, Pump It Up, Radio, Radio, and I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea. We have heard um, This Year's Girl, You Belong to Me, Lipstick Vogue, and I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea. Rolling Stone magazine thinks this is the 98th greatest album of all time. And Q magazine calls it the 82nd greatest British album of all time. And apparently Uh, it sounds great in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's right. Now, I I am still, uh, I think it's fair to say, a bigger Elvis Costello fan than you are in general, mm-hmm. but you are, you're, you're warming up, uh, to him in general. And, yeah. um, and I think the last time we talked about this album, you were pretty enthusiastic about yeah. it. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this album. I like it a lot. Um, I listen to it quite a bit outside of doing any research for the podcast. So, um, yeah. you know, thanks to you. Thanks to the podcast. But, uh, as much as I like it, there might be too many other albums on my list for Elvis Costello to make it. We'll we'll see. This that may change, but yeah, I don't know if it'll make my top ten. Yeah, I I would be um, startled if it didn't make an appearance on the on the final list. Um, oh sure. I it is it is um, a truly iconic album. Uh, thank. God for the attractions. I mean, yeah. the music on this album sounds so much better than his debut album. Yeah. Even though the songs are are maybe a little bit, the songwriting is maybe a little bit stronger on the first one. The music on this album is impeccable. It's a partnership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I suppose that somebody will vote for um, Generation X's debut album, Generation X. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, That band has its fans for sure. I have never been on board with uh, Generation X. It's just not my thing. You're, um, you're mm-hmm. a much bigger fan, yeah. right? Yeah, no, I, I love Generation X. And uh, 
that you know there was a period of time where i didn't listen to them at all and then i found them again and was really stoked um again we'll, we'll have to see if they make my top 10 list there's a lot of good stuff in this this year's uh uh, ca uh catalog so but uh yeah i'm a big fan of them and and billy idol even so you know stranger things have happened maybe might slip <laughs> on there yeah well i um i appreciate billy idol the most when he's being billy idol yeah <laughs> the the yeah. pop sensation um i think he does that that really well when i when I go to reach for a punk album, I it's it never occurs to me to I've, to gra I've, to well I couldn't I couldn't grab a Gen X album because I don't think I have any of the yeah. CDs. But you you know what I mean. I we have listened to Ready Steady Go um, off of this album, so that means that we should listen to another song. Um, let's check out. A song called Kleenex. All around me. think that they they're likely to find somebody's list as you said um but i gotta mm -hmm. say i'm i follow billy idol pretty closely on social media and right now man he's just like sharing pictures of him and his new grandbaby it's uh it's quite funny like they have matching hair and, and everything it's <laughs> it's quite sweet you know for mm. for a punk rocker like billy idol but yeah um yeah you know back yeah. in the day they were a great punk band <laughs> now they're grandparents The Jam release a pretty iconic album called All Mod Cons. We have talked a lot about this. Um, the it didn't didn't have any like super huge hits, uh, but Down in the Tube Station at Midnight was a pretty decent sized hit there in the UK. Uh, we've heard several songs off uh -huh. of this album. We've heard a Bomb in War, Dower Street, Mr. Clean, Billy Hunt in the crowd, and then down in the tube station at midnight. Um, this is Rolling Stone's number 24th greatest punk album of all time. Wow. And Q, <laughs> Q Magazine's number 50th greatest British album and NME's 219th greatest album of all time. Interesting. I love this album. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I I think it's a highly influential album. We have mm -hmm. talked before, speculated in the past, um, uh, 
it, whether or not it had much of an influence on um, London Callings. Right. Right. right? Because uh, yeah. they, they they feel like they're they're kindred spirits. Of course, this comes out uh, before London Calling. Uh, not my favorite jam album, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it it is ramping up. Um, you know, they they are a band that just keep getting better and better until right there at the end. And um, this is where. Uh, you can really see their the brilliance shine through for the first yeah. time, you know. Yeah. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do pretty well as far as getting the votes. So. Hmm. Although you know, um, our deep dive on them uh, hasn't been getting a lot of love. I I, oh. I think that they're they're. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I I am a little bit puzzled about um, how tepid the, the reaction has been. Oh, to, maybe, maybe people yeah. don't know it's out there. You guys need to go listen yeah. to the Jam episode. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. A lot of good stuff. Public Image Limited releases their debut album called Public, Public Image First Issue. Um, we have heard the song Annalisa, which means we get to hear a second song off of this album song called Public Image. Johnny Rotten um, and Public Image Limited. This is a pretty rowdy, for the most part, it's a pretty rowdy album, and I like the the punk rock vibe. So, um, yeah, it's definitely going to make somebody's list. Definitely. Yeah, you know, uh, when I was uh, revisiting it today, trying to figure out what song to, to feature, I was looking for, like, a good, well, this is a a representation of the album, like a good ambassador for what the rest of the album right. sounds like. And man, all of the songs are, well, not all the songs, but most of the songs are pretty different. I mean, they, they are, like, yeah. I, and, and I don't mean, oh, there's a country song or, or anything <laughs> like that, but, but you know, there, there's spoken word stuff. There's um, the last cut of, off of the album is kind of, ambient sort of muttering and you know it's not like one song sounds just like the next uh which i appreciate that it's still a it's still a bit of a tough sit um getting all the way through this album japan releases their second album in 1978 an album called obscure alternatives we have heard a couple of songs uh, Rhodesia and Love is Infectious. Um, some good white boy funk. I like it for that. Um, it's hard for me to get excited about this album when I'm thinking 
punking new wave. It's not inappropriate, but it's just not. Uh, the, what I like about this album is it's not the the parts of me that like this album aren't the the punk and new wave parts of my right. body. You know, I like okay. it for different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you you can understand why they were influential on the um, soon to becoming uh, like new wave synth pop, new romantic movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think it should be in the mix. Um, pretty fun. Cool little uh, album. Japan was actually, I think Japan was fairly new to me when the pod when we did this podcast, um, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to get used to them. So I don't uh, I, I, like you. I'm not really excited about this album, um, but I I'm, I enjoyed them for the most part. Uh, it's it's fun, but yeah, uh, don't know don't know about them making my list. I do I do think I need to give them another listen. Well, my my suspicion is that every one of their albums is gonna be like a surprise. Uh-huh. Um, so so I am uh, I will always be excited uh, when I see that the next Japan album is coming up because nice. um, I I don't think we're going ever gonna get into a situation where we listen to a new one of their albums and go oh more of the same. Yeah, you yeah, know, right, so. right. Cool. Okay, let's talk about your boys, the Ramones. Yeah. They release a third album called Road to Ruin. We have heard somehow we got this far in the podcast with only hearing one song off of this album. Of course, <laughs> that song was I Want to Be Sedated. And I think somehow we heard it twice. We heard it twice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was was that intentional on your part and it just slipped uh, past me or it, it wasn't, I think, and I don't remember what it was, but I think that you, as a special treat to me, said, you know what, let's go ahead and play I Want to Be Sedated. I don't remember exactly <laughs> okay. the, the situation, but we played it, and I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't I didn't even remember that we played it, but we, we had. So okay. we, uh, we've heard it enough to be sedated. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, I... Um, we are due for at least one more song off of this album um, for reasons, for no good reason. I picked yeah. the song, <laughs> um, so, but but I ran it past you, and you it's got the, the Rob stamp of approval. Yeah, absolutely. A song called I Don't Want You. You my favorite albums of course but uh i'm happy with listening to anything anybody chooses off of their off of their albums 
it's it's all good stuff to me and uh i know i know how you feel about them and you don't feel bad about them yeah what yeah I, I like them they're fine yeah yeah you know if <laughs> if if you're ever hanging out with the ramones and they misbehave and you really want to punish them uh-huh. tell them that well take away the word want Tell them that they can't use the word want. Yeah. And yeah. then and then make them play a concert and see how far they get. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is with them and the word want. There's but a lot of want. They going sure on. love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it does does a lot of heavy lifting for the Ramones. Kate Bush released two albums in 1978 the kick and sign and lionheart i think we can both agree that if kate bush makes an appearance this year on the top of it's probably going to be for her debut album right yeah yeah for sure yeah um a couple of sizable hits at least in the uk off of this album weathering heights and the man with a man with a child in his eyes we have heard them heavy people, James in the Cold Gun and Kite. So Kate Bush is not, um, she is sort of a pre-New Wave mm-hmm. um, in her career right now. And um, I appreciate her abilities as a musician and her songsmithing. Uh, but I, I want... I'm I'm gonna have to wait until she starts churning out some new wave music yeah. before I yeah. I can really seriously consider an album for for my my top best of list. I, I, uh, but I'm with you. A lot yeah. of Kate Bush fans out there. The yeah. Kate Bush um, deep dive uh, episode is one of our all time most listened to yeah. uh, episodes yeah. for sure. A lot of fans. Well, I'm I'm really liking Kate Bush. Uh, which is strange for me to even say, but um, <laughs> I am really liking Kate Bush. And you can tell from this album, though, that she's heading in that direction. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's definitely and, heading in that direction. And I'll tell you, when um, The Dreaming comes out, yeah, that is, for me personally, for my list, that is going to be the album to beat. Oh, That's okay. one of my all-time very favorite albums. So I am a huge Kate Bush fan, but um, can't get too excited about her first couple of albums. Something to look forward to for the future. I didn't plan this, um, but uh, funnily enough, um, a sort of a, a kindred soul sister is uh, the next next artist we're going to talk about, Len Lovec. Lene Lovic. Thank you. See, that's why you're here, to, to keep me on the straight and narrow with <laughs> <Yeah>. that stuff. <laughs> uh, um, her debut album called Stateless. I think we have both made it very, very clear that we are huge fans yeah. of this album. Absolutely. Uh, biggest, I think the biggest hit of her career off of this is off of this album, a song called Lucky Number. Uh, we, well, just last <laughs> episode, we listened to three songs off of, off of this. Yeah. So, uh, we have heard telepathy, writing on the wall, home, sleeping beauty, say when, and momentary breakdown. 
And we actually heard a, a bonus track of the Japanese version of I Think We're Alone Now just <laughs> yeah. for fun on the beta. I, I, I think now we have absolutely listened to every song on the album with the exception of Lucky Number and the American version of I Think We're Alone Now. <laughs> well, that's that's technically not true, but okay. pretty, pretty pretty close. close. <laughs> there, there, there are a few in there. Such a good album. So yeah. consistent. Um, Very good. I, I wish more people were familiar with this album. I wish I had been familiar with this album as a teenager. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I want to hear more from her, you know, more more albums, more music. Um, I even started looking up to see what she's, what's become of her, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm a quick fan. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure she has um, a release in 1979, so I don't think that you're going to have to wait yeah. for too long to right. check it out. I'm, As I mentioned before, I am um, intentionally avoiding um, checking out her stuff until it comes out up in the chronological rotation, so I'm, I'm dying of curiosity. It's going to be so much fun. Rizillos. Let's talk about them. They released an album called Can't Stand the Rizillos. Pretty big hit in the UK with Top of the Pops. Uh, We have heard Bad Guy Reaction and Top of the Pops. Um, And this album made Mojo's Top 50 Punk Albums of All Times list. So since we've only heard two songs, we get to listen to a third. And um, I tried, as I mentioned before, I'm trying for this episode, trying to pick songs that that are good uh, representations about the overall album, the feel of it. So I felt like getting me down um, felt seems like a pretty good ambassador for the rest of the album. Walking through the park, I'm like a child at play. I like the sound, um, and you know, I've I've heard bands that that kind of like them, bands that they remind me of them, um, mm-hmm. and and again, I want to hear more of of what they're going to be doing in the future. From what I understand, they are kind of still still around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reformed mm-hmm. in two thousand one and continue to play today, so um, they have a really long career, but. I'm going to I'm going to reserve putting them on my list just yet. Yeah, I like the sound much better than I like the songwriting. I, I mm-hmm. just I don't find the 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 songs particularly compelling. Um but I really like the 
uh, B-52s-esque, or actually even more so, they remind me of the sugar cubes, the, yeah. the, the energy that bounces off the male and female vocalists. Um, that is, that's probably my, my favorite part about this band. Um, so yeah, not a, not in serious consideration for me, but I know it's a, it's a pretty highly revered, yeah. uh, punk it's album. an important album. Yeah, yeah. Magazine, their debut album, Real Life, we have talked about a lot. Uh, the biggest hit off of this, uh, which did pretty good in the UK, was a song called Shot by Both Sides. Uh, this album is Sounds, Sound Magazine's... Um, 89th greatest album of all time. They love this album. Um, and Uncut's 37th best debut album of all time. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a, a fascinating album. Yeah. I think we've already, bo- I think we've both talked about really liking Magazine, and this actually is is one of their best, in my opinion, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have heard quite a few um, songs off of this album because it was part of our Pick 6 episode. Uh, we have heard Burst. We have heard Definitive Gauze. We have heard Touch and Go, Motorcade, and Parade. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I have anything to say about this album that wouldn't be me repeating myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It is as as I mentioned before, it is one of the 15 fighting for the bottom 3 spots in my top 10 list. That's um, That's kind of where I'm at with it too, man. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at with it. The only ones released their debut album uh called Oddly enough, the only ones. Um, This is an album that I think I am much more excited about than you are. Yeah. Um, But you don't you don't dislike it. You're just you're kind of it's pretty good. Whereas I'm like, oh my god, this album. (laughs) No, I think the album is pretty good. Um, I also think that it's one of you know. How many seventy-something albums that we yep. listened to this year that yep. is really good? So, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a good album. It's a pretty good album, but uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there. So, yeah, you know. Well, this was part of our uh, pick six episode as well. So we have heard quite a few songs off of here. We have heard "Creature of Doom," "Another Girl, Another Planet," which was their biggest hit. Mm-hmm. The Beast. No Peace for the Wicked, and It's the Truth. Um, yeah, I I don't have, like, super high hopes for it placing real high on the final list um, because I, I think it's a an acquired taste, a bit of a hard sell, yeah. um, but it is, it is hitting all the right notes both literally and figuratively for me um this is this just the first time i heard this album it just like became 
I just absorbed it into my body on a on a, a deep level somehow. Um, I adore this album. It is definitely going to make my top ten list, and nice. quite possibly. Well, I yeah, I I don't know. It's it's definitely it was definitely one of those seven that were for sure going to be on the list. Um, Okay, so uh, flipping the dynamic as far as who's super excited about a band and who's kind yes. of, oh, it's okay. Let's yeah. talk about the Saints. They uh, released two albums this year. Uh, I didn't get a chance to touch base with you on this, but if I remember correctly, you were... Um, hotter on their second album, Eternally mm-hmm. Yours, than yeah. you were Prehistoric Sounds. That and is they, that is generally um, a little bit more revered as far as um, the legacy of the albums. Eternally Yours is, uh, seems like it's held in a little bit higher esteem. We have heard the song Private Affair, uh, somehow that's the only song that we've heard off of this album. I'm not yeah, quite sure how that happened. Uh, so that means that we get to listen to another song, uh, a song called Know Your Product. Now, there are two songs off of this album called Know Your Product, one with a K-N-O and one with a N-O comma. So to be clear, this is K-N-O, Know Your Product. When a voice comes on and yes, I don't you try it, you feel alright. Got some green new brown of smoke, chill your head and clear your throat. Keeps you young and so in touch. Cheap advertising, your life. But never gonna give me what I want. I see a smooth talking, brainwashing. And never gonna give me what I need. Yeah, you're right about one thing. I I am pretty excited about this album, um, and I'm pretty excited about the Saints. I I, I really enjoy them. Um, to me, there's there's a really good punk sound to uh, to the album. Um, there's a the song that you just played, I really like a lot. And, yeah, um, yeah, so I do think, I. I think they definitely are going to find some uh, some footing in the mm. big list towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more skeptical, but um, <laughs> we'll we'll just see. Now the um, the debut album by the Saints made your top five, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, so you you are I'm I am absolutely expecting this to make an appearance on your list. Yeah, yeah, it will. Penetration released their debut album in 1978, an album called Moving Targets. We have listened to the songs Too Many Friends, Future Days, Life's a Gamble, and Free Money. Now, they're probably most famous for um, a song called Don't Dictate, which was their first single. 
wasn't actually included on the original release, but was probably the reason why they got a, a record deal in the first place. Once again, this is an album that I'm absolutely uh, fascinated with. I thought for sure that it was going to make my top 10 list, but here is the issue that I have with this album. They are so ahead of their time. I mean, yeah, they are, it is like late 80s early 90s alt rock mm -hmm. like so much so that it doesn't sound like 70s punk or new wave and that's what i'm here for yeah, you know yeah. so I, I i just i i'm really torn about this album because i am so impressed with um how ahead of its time it is but it is so ahead of its time that um i just i like 70s punk and new wave better than i like 90s alt rock <laughs> <laughs> yeah i see what you're saying <laughs> well, so um, it's a dilemma I I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same place with you. It sounds like the music that I would listen to in the late '80s, early '90s, coming out of uh, Sacramento radio stations, and that was a great sound. But when I want to hear '70s punk rock and new wave, that doesn't quite fit the bill. So, yeah, that's I'm with you on that. Okay, let's talk about Per Ubu's second release, an album called Dub Housing. I, I think that in general this is um, a little bit better revered than their first album, although I think both of us prefer the first one over this mm -hmm. one. Um, it made a number of best of the year um, lists at the time. Got a lot of notice in like alternative college radio press. Um, we have heard the songs On the Surface and Codex. Um, yeah, it's a little bit more avant-garde than the first one. The first one was quite avant-garde, but this is this is pushing the envelope even a little bit more, and it's a little much for me. Um, I with this kind of music, I really need the like catchy pop elements, which it has, but not as much as the modern dance. I don't know. This one doesn't quite do it for me, and I'm I'm not quite sure why. It, it just to me, it's not the same. It's not the same vibe, and it's you know, I don't know. I, I it's not going to make my list. I'll, I'll give you that much. But mm. uh, Periwubu is mm -hmm. really interesting. I'm I, I gotta say, it. I just I love his voice and the mm -hmm. way that he, uh, his his execution and his personality just comes through, um, in all of the stuff that he does that just mm -hmm. really resonates for me. Well, he's yeah, he's unique. That's for sure. That that vocal style is definitely definitely unique. Yeah, yeah. Susan the Banshees. They released their debut album called The Scream. Um, this is Uncut Magazine's number forty third best debut of all time. And then I don't know what to make of this. I just wrote it down because I found it. But NME has a writers all-time albums list and it's number 58 <laughs> I, I don't know what that means huh. um so i don't know if it's if they 
interviewed a bunch of writers and asked them what their favorite albums were, <laughs> or if it's like a songwriter, like they're looking mm. at the songwriting part of it. But anyways, it showed up on a list. <laughs> I, yeah. I wanted to be inclusive, as inclusive as I could as far as these best of lists. Um, how, how did we manage to get this far with only playing two al uh, songs off of this album? I don't really know, but we can play as many as you want because I love yeah. this band. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we we have heard Metal Postcard, which I think is the high high point of the album for both of us, mm -hmm. or at least mm -hmm. it was yeah. at one point. Yeah, it's a great uh, We have heard Mirage. So that means we get to listen to another song. Um, what do you want to hear? You're the you're the big Susie and the Banshees fan, so um, I'm going to defer to you on this. Sure. Well, again, I'm going to resist listening to uh, Helter Skelter. Um, but, Thank you. <laughs> but uh, I think we should give Nicotine Stain a It's a great Susie and the Banshees album. I mean, I've loved this band my entire life, practically. And I will listen to any of their albums over and over again. Um, but it's really cool hearing them in the beginning, like in their most, in their, like, their purest, rawest form. And that's, you know, without just listening to them at a, at a club someplace, this is as close as you get. I think it's, I think it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh startling in how fully formed um yeah. the band sounds in this at the beginning at this yeah. debut album uh not just fully formed but also showing us something that we haven't seen before um, absolutely so uh that you will you will never hear me say that this is not an important influential album for sure Let's go back to the Saints for their second album, Prehistoric Sounds. Uh, we have heard the song uh, Prisoner and Swing for the Crime. So I guess technically we should listen to another song, but we've already heard the Saints. So <laughs> I think we'll just um, acknowledge that um, they release a second album. Pretty good album as well. Yeah. Um, you know, listening to these two albums, I've kind of waffled back and forth on which one I like the best. Um, and I really do think that their other album is one that I have come to really kind of endear, you know, I've come to like it the, the, the most. Um, but this album is, is sweet. This album does contain what is currently my, my favorite saint song, a uh, oh, song yeah. called uh, the prisoner, right. which just has a, a just, an absolutely for the ages um, baseline, and you know how what a sucker I am for yeah. an iconic baseline. <laughs> They're definitely going to be on that list of mine, and it's 
I mean, I'm talking about really liking that that other album, but who knows, man? It's up in the air. They're they're going to be on there, that's for sure. That's all I can say. <laughs> the Stranglers released their third album, an album called Black and White. Um, a couple of sizable hits, at least in the UK, off of this album, Nice and Sleazy and Walk On By. We have heard Outside Tokyo, Nice and Sleazy, and In the Shadows. So this is a bit of a dark horse, but it is Stranglers, so I felt compelled to to mention it. Um, I, lo- I love this album. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I have anything more to say um, other than it's the Stranglers. It is, they are just about to go into the phase in their career that makes them my number two. Uh, no, excuse me, my number three all-time favorite new wave band. Um, nice. So I get I get more and more excited about this album the more that I listen to. It is it is definitely one that is creeping up on me. It has lots of cool little nooks and uh-huh. crannies. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's something you get tired of because it's um, mm-hmm. there's there's so much going on, you know. Talking Heads, second album, more songs about buildings and food. Uh, the big hit, which was actually a hit here in the United States. Not a big hit, but it was their first actual get played on the radio song yeah. here. Uh, Take Me to the River, of course, a cover. Uh, we have heard The Good Thing and Warning Sign. Rolling Stone thinks that this is the 364th greatest album of all time and the 57th best album released between 1967 and 1987. Um, I guess that was like Rolling Stone started in 1967, so it was the first 20 years. You know, Rolling gotcha. Stone, they're so wacky. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and Pitchfork thinks that this is the 45th greatest album released in the 70s. Nice. Um, I think we're both a little cool on this. Of course, their first album was was both of our number one best mm-hmm. album of 1977. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen again for either of us for this um, year, but yeah, it, it just, it's, I don't know it, to me, it felt kind of, it felt kind of short. I, it, I just yep. didn't feel like it had the, the punch or the, I don't know, just didn't have yeah. the magic that the other album had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do get to listen to, um, another song off of this album since we've only, um, featured two so far. So I say we listen to uh, a song called The Big Country. I see the shapes I remember from maps I see the shoreline I see the Where the kids are 
was I was actually a little surprised at how many best of lists I found um, this album included <laughs> on. Yeah. So, Ultravox's third and final album with John Fox. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Systems of Romance. We have listened to a lot of songs off of this album. Dislocation, Quiet Man, Blue Light, Slow Motion, and Someone Else's Clothes. Fun album. (laughs) Ultimately, I haven't clicked with it, and I don't think at this point I'm going to. I've I've certainly given it the old college try. I haven't listened to it many times. Wire. You've, yes. you've, you've heard of Wire, right? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have I ever? <laughs> we have heard a boatload of songs off of this album. We have heard... I, listen to this, I, I probably listen to this album almost every day. I'm not even yep. kidding you. Yep, yep, yep. We have heard I Am The Fly, Practice Makes Perfect, Mercy, Another The Letter, Marooned, Outdoor Miner, and I Feel Mysterious Today. This is Pitchfork's number 33rd best album of the 70s and NME's um, 394th greatest album of all time. It was uh, they. This album had a minor hit in the UK with Outdoor Miner. Great, great album. It is. I think it's my favorite Wire album. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone who says it's not their best, I'm going to try to convert them. It's uh, it's just sweet. Tom Robinson Band. Yeah. Um, like this this is this is definitely at the top. We talked about you know. Cult bands. Um, mm-hmm. This definitely falls in that category. Um, I would be really surprised if it if it uh, ends up on the final list. Yeah. But I anticipate it's gonna it's gonna show up on some individual lists. Yeah. Uh, it's an album called Power in the Darkness. We have heard Better Decide Which Side You're On and Ain't Gonna Take It. I really like the Tom Robinson band. Um, this was a band that came to my attention a long time ago when I was DJing for MWR. And, uh, you know, Tom Robinson, this band has some really good stuff going for it. It's kind of a grassroots, down-home punk rock. They sing basically about their hometown or about the working class. And they have the first LGD, LGBTQ anthem um under their belt so the tom robinson band man i they might not make the great list but uh they should make somebody's they should definitely make somebody an album that i anticipate will be showing up on a lot of lists is um x-ray specs's um X-ray Spexes. Okay, that's that's an awkward possessive, <laughs> isn't it? It is. The album by X-ray Specs called Germ-Free Adolescence. Mm-hmm. We've heard a lot of songs off of this album because we're both huge fans. Um, yeah. We've heard the uh, two songs that are probably the most famous, uh, The Day the World Turned Day Glow and identity but in addition to those we have heard warrior and woolworths identity and germ-free adolescence this is rolling stones number 20 
greatest punk album of all time, their 354th just general greatest album of all time, and Spin's number five most essential punk album. Nice. Love this album. Nice. Yeah, man. Well, you know, you know, I do. I, I think that my uh, introduction to them was probably uh, "Oh Bondage Up Yours," but this album is beautiful. I mean, it's all good. Ecstasy released two albums in in 1978. Um, I think both of them are long shots, but you and I are both really hot on their second album called mm -hmm. "Go To." Yeah. Uh, we have heard Life is Good in the Greenhouse, I Am the Audience, Buzz City Talking, and Battery Brides. Um, hey, it's ecstasy. I, I <laughs> You know, I, I am not even going to try and be impartial about ecstasy. I, I will, was going to say. <laughs> you know, any... And I will bend over backwards to figure out a way to put ecstasy on the and best of end of year lists. I mean, yeah. uh, they're they're going to be a staple for me. I don't anticipate either of these two albums to make it onto the final list, but my God, it's ecstasy. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not really a fan of these guys, are you? No. <laughs> well, we've only got one more album to discuss um, and to play a cut from, and that is... Two-Way Army's uh, eponymously titled debut album. We have a listen to Friends and My Shadow in Vain, so that means we get to listen to one more song. I say we listen to Listen to the Sirens. Okay. Flow my tears The new police song The slogan of pieces you must live they've got me and i'm one of them can so silence they scream for days we've been here before we won't stay Two-way army, man. They're they're pretty good, and and I got to enjoy them quite a bit when we were covering them. So, listening to the sirens was a good choice, I think. Okay, we are even with my strict timing um, stopwatch here. We are still running over a little bit, so we are going to have to blaze through the rest of this. Uh, I am just going to list the mm -hmm. remainder of the punk and new wave albums. Released in 1978. Now, obviously, you can vote for whatever you want to vote for. So um, just because we didn't see fit to feature these in this this um, uh, episode, that it is a vote for any of these following albums is totally legit. And um, all votes count, and so we don't want you to we don't want you to take it personally that we don't think that they're going to be on this list. Because what do we know? 
Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So Blondie's second album called Plastic Letters, Boomtown Rats, A Tonic for the Troops, The Boys, Alternative Chartbusters, Dead Boys, We Have Come for Your Children, The Dickies, The Incredible Shrinking Dickies, The Dictators, Blood Brothers, Flash and the Pans, eponymously titled Flash and the Pan album, The Flies, Waikiki Beach Refugees, Oh boy, uh, Grupo <laughs> Sportivos, um, back to 78. Japan's debut album, Adolescent Sex. John Cooper Clark had two releases. Uh, you want to take a stab at that first one uh, that yeah, is sure. French for Where is the House of Cheese? Where is the Maison de Fromage? Okay, and yeah. I'll tell you that the, his other release was uh, Disguise in Love. Kate Bush's second album, Lionheart, Midnight Oil's eponymously titled debut album, Midnight Oil. Yeah. Nick Lowe's Jesus of Cool. Right on, Nick Lowe. Hmm. Peter Gabriel's... Um, Eponymously titled, but also known as Scratch. Radio Birdman's Radios Appear. Rich Kids, Ghosts of Princes in Towers. The Runaways, and now The Runaways. Slaughter and the Dogs, Do It Dog Style. Squeeze, or here in the the U.S. known as U.K. Squeeze with their debut album called Squeeze. Suicide Commandos. The album's called Suicide Commandos Make a Record. Television's Adventure. Throbbing Gristles, DOA, the third and final report of Throbbing Gristles. Tough Darts, eponymously titled album, debut album. The Vibrator's second album, V2. Ecstasy, their debut album, White Music. 999's first two albums, 999 and Separates. Alternative TV's The Image Has Cracked. Buzzcocks Love Bites, Crass, The Feeding of the 5,000, and Sham 69's first two albums, Tell Us the Truth, and That's Life. Nice. Woo! It is officially voting season here at Deep, Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, so here's what you do. By the time this episode is released... We will have a dedicated Facebook post, so it won't be a post for this episode like the standard post. There will be a standalone post that will solicit your votes and have a list of every album that we covered. If there is a 
punk or new wave album that we somehow missed vote for it we're not yeah. we're not limiting anything um you can submit your list uh we ask that it it be your top five mm-hmm. um and do be clear to number it so so it's really obvious which is your number one and which is your number five because i don't want to inadvertently flip it so you can either post it in the comments for that post or if you don't want it to be public you can just i am us directly in um uh, facebook so just send us a message um, or send us an email. You want to give them that email address, Rob? Yeah. Deepdive.deepcuts at gmail.com. Um, yeah. And yeah, and, that's it. And we're, we're going to ask you this year to keep it to either Facebook or an email. So I know last year um, you could do it through Instagram or Twitter. I'm anticipating with the um, increased volume this year that one of your lists might fall through the cracks if it's there's too many different ways to submit them. So please do it through Facebook or email us directly. We definitely don't want to miss anybody. It's time to start getting serious about your lists, your top five Um Please get it to us by the 17th of November, 2021. Um, that is going to be the cutoff time. So you have um, a couple of weeks to do that. Uh, a little over, well, not quite two weeks. We've been warning you this day would come <laughs> for a long time. So please do get your list to us by the 17th. Yeah, I'm I'm keyed up and ready for the the big finale i want to i want to hear what's what's going to come out of it so yeah about it. yeah me too okay everybody you will hear from us soon see ya Welcome.